Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora back with the Astrology Archetype series. So the next archetype we're going to talk about is Mercury, the planet Mercury and uh, its archetype. So as I shared before, I've, I feel into the different planets and I feel into the essences that, you know, that they have. And so the sun is this very yang energy and it is this divine masculine spark of expression and, you know, being out in the world, right? In the external world, how we shine. It's our passions. It's our purpose. It's, you know, our sense of vitality and what kind of lights us up and inspires us. And the moon is this very beautiful yin energy. And it's the inner self. It's the inner core of who we are, right? It's, that's the soul. It's the connection to source, which is the divine mother. It's the inner, the inner nurturer, the inner compassion sense that we have, the empathy, the stillness, the sense of just being, right? Rather than doing. It's a, it's a very internal process. And the earth is also a feminine aspect of self. It's, it's our embodiment here on this plane. And because we live on mother earth, we live on a feminine vessel. So the aspect of earth being feminine, it's not so much about being internal, right? Because our earth sign is who we are in this current life, in this current reality here on this plane. But it is about how we are anchored into our bodies, how we are anchored into this life, this plane that we live on, right? This realm. It is how we are in symbiosis with everything around us. And so when we embody that, we are in tune with who we are right here, right now. We feel solid and grounded in our vessels. We feel connected to our host, Mother Earth. We are in symbiosis with her, with nature. We have a sense of earthly purpose, right? Now, Mercury is typically designated as a masculine sign. Um, Mercury was, you know, a lot of the, it's, it's always interesting, right? Again, I've talked about how when we name the planets, it, that is pretty much humanity choosing the archetype of the planet. Uh, unconsciously, right? Uh, because it's mostly astronomers that name these planets. And so they've always tended to name them after uh, either Greek or Roman mythology. And so that's always interesting, right? Um, the archetypes that they chose to bring through these planets. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the truth of the planet, that's why astrology is such an art. It's both an art and a science because the science aspect, the astronomy aspect is very um, logical, right? It's very left-brained. You first kind of identify the planet. They have all these, uh, I guess, descriptions and rules about what qualifies as a planet, right? That's the mind um, making up its own distinctions, but nonetheless, and they track its orbit. They can, you know, they, it's a logical, it's a logical science. They track the orbit 
of said planet. They, how long does it take to orbit around the sun? How close is it to the earth? Those are all the different qualifications that they then come to decide how they're going to name the planets, right? But the naming of the planets is somewhat unconscious because most of the time it's not an astrologer that names the planet, it's an astronomer. So they tend to go off what they know, right, which is the past. So they'll choose these archetypes, but either way, it all happens as it should because the archetypes they give these planets are then what humanity integrates. It's what starts to integrate into the collective consciousness. So, but that's the truth is that what we've named the planets, the archetypes that we've given them are not necessarily the whole truth of that planet's archetype. It's what we decided, what we perceived. So Mercury was named after, I believe it was a Greek mythological um, character, but it was about the messenger. Mercury was a messenger. It was, it was tied to the god Hermes, which, you know, he had winged feet and he moved very quickly. Mercury moves very, very quickly. It's a fast moving planet. So they named Mercury after that uh, mythological character that it was fast moving and Mercury being the deliverer of messages, the deliverer of information. So Mercury has been designated as this more masculine archetype, which is about uh, the learning of information, right? Um, the sharing of information, communication. So it's a lot of yang energy because it is external. It's about how we think, right? How we process information, which is typically done through the left brain, which is masculine. We analyze information, we absorb and learn information, which a lot of that is left brained. And then we express it. So that's either through verbal communication, writing, um, that can also be just through uh, having conversations, communicating, sharing, all of those types of modalities fall under Mercury. But Mercury also has a yin component. So I view Mercury as both a yin and a yang planet. It is, it is kind of more of a balanced harmonics planet. And I feel because we have only focused on the masculine aspect of Mercury, we've missed out on the feminine aspects of Mercury, which now can start coming more into the collective consciousness. So the yang aspect of Mercury is the mental body. Um, it is how you think. It is the style of your thought patterns. It is the way you learn. So everybody has a different learning style, right? For instance, if your Mercury is in a earth sign, you're going to learn through more practical means, right? Earth is very practical. It's very grounded. It's very present moment. So you might not be someone who has a lot of thoughts that are kind of, um, outside of what your present reality is. You might just be always thinking about what do I need to do next? Like what are the tasks I have to do? And in your learning style, you might do it in a more practical way. You might like to learn hands-on. You might like to learn things very step-by-step, -step, very, very methodically. When you communicate, it might be when you've decided that the communication 
is relevant for the present moment, right? You're only speaking or sharing um, something that is relevant to a practical matter in your life. This is how the earth signs typically keep us very present. If your Mercury is in a water sign, you're going to have more of an emotional thought pattern. You might be thinking a lot about the past. You might suffer with some forms of anxiety because the nature of water is it's very emotional. So if you're constantly thinking about, you know, the emotions of the people around you, or you might be very affected by the emotions of people around you. And so you're thinking in a way of how do I fix this? How do I, uh, how do I create harmony when there's all these emotions around me? Or you might think in a very emotional way, right? Sometimes you might be able to lack clarity um, or centeredness because you're caught in the emotions of your thoughts rather than having an objective look at it. Um, Mercury in a fire sign is going to be very, very quick thinking. Um, they might often be thinking uh, more about the things they want to do, the things they want to accomplish. Um, the fire Mercuries are much more quick to kind of uh, express like uh, suddenly or impulsively. They kind of just fire things off. So you might have a lot of racing thoughts or you might be someone who uh, communicates in a way where sometimes you need to actually slow down and feel into what you want to share before you share it. But you might learn in a way that you just have to go for it, right? You just have to try something and go for it. And that's how you learn. Water signs might need to absorb all the information first before they can actually learn something. They have to immerse themselves in what they're learning. Or they have to learn they're only going to want to learn things that feel important to them. That's the emotional component. It has to feel meaningful to them. Now, Mercury in air signs is probably one of the fastest moving Mercury signs and also the hardest to navigate because Mercury in astrology, they have named Mercury the ruler of both Gemini and Virgo. Gemini is an air sign. Virgo is actually an earth sign. But because Virgo's nature is about discernment and it's also about correction and solutions, it does have a mental component. So Mercury rules both of those signs. Gemini, though, is much more fast moving and it's about absorbing mass amounts of information and sharing mass amounts of information. They are very much open vessels for information to flow in and information to flow out. So Mercury has always ruled these different uh, modalities in our life, such as journalism, right, um, media. So when we're talking about, you know, the Internet in many ways has a component of Mercury, writing, blogging, uh, being an author, podcasting, being in media, broadcasting, any of these things that include the sharing of information on a on a more day-to-day -day rapid level is going to be covered under Mercury. Now, the yin component that I feel has been missing from Mercury is the intuitive thinking. This is the right brain component that we have not integrated as a humanity because, again, because of the naming of these archetypes, it gives them a certain energy that the collective consciousness picks up whether they know it or not. 
And the best example I have is when I gave in the introduction about how when these planets are quote unquote discovered, it always marks a huge shift in the collective consciousness because the energy of that planet begins to integrate. So I did a little bit of research. Some of the first recordings of Mercury, I don't know if they actually, I don't think they named it back then, but the first kind of documentation of spotting this fast moving planet that is the closest to the sun um, was in, I believe, 3000 BC by the Sumerians. Now, that was the first documentation of this planet. Now you can see how Mercury began integrating into the collective consciousness at that time. It was around 3000 BC, we got the Sumerian tablets. We started having the first documentation of written language. I'm, there could have been language before, but it wasn't necessarily written. That sparked the beginning of things like written language, written documentation. There was a, uh, a boom in the spread, right, of information. Mercury, because of its fast-moving nature, can also rule over things like travel. And travel, really, what is travel? It is the, you're, when you travel, what do you do? You're picking up new information. When you travel to a new place that you've never been before, you are absorbing new information. You are learning about a new place. You are also sharing information just by the nature of being in this new place. If you meet someone from another country while you're traveling and you have a conversation with them, right, you are exchanging information. You are exchanging information of, from where you come from. They are exchanging information from where they come from. So travel and information has often been, has coincided throughout history. Um, if we look at things like the Library of Alexandria, why was it so profound and it was such a staple in our history? The Library of Alexandria was located on a coast near a very large port in Alexandria. And so what they did was they built this library so that all of the traveling ships who were coming in and out of the port could bring <coughs> written documentation of knowledge from their country, from their civilization, from their collective. And all of that documentation was stored as written text and books in the Library of Alexandria. So what it represented was basically a world library of information, historical, uh, cultural, and otherwise, that never would have spread if we didn't have travel, right? If every civilization was isolated and no one ever traveled and interacted, we would never be able to share information. We would be isolated to our own understandings. We wouldn't be able to learn other languages. We wouldn't be able to have, you know, there's been so much scientific and historical and other kind of innovations and discoveries and inventions that happen around the world, how do we know about them? Because it's shared. That way it shares in the collective consciousness. So when Mercury was first documented in 3000 BC, we saw a huge spark um, of what would become actual written language, written text, and travel started to become much more you know, easily accessible and things like that. Now, from what I read, the official documentation of Mercury, and I think the naming of the planet happened somewhere between the 13th and 14th century. So we see after that a huge boom in things like poetry, 
right? Um, think of Shakespeare and um, theater and all these different forms of writing and language that really weren't present beforehand. Um, again, the expansion of travel and the and the exchanging of information. Also, this would have had to do with uh, the human being's brain becoming more advanced, right? Being able to learn higher level pieces of information and not being so primitive. So Mercury does rule the brain and it rules the mental system. Now what we're missing, the piece we've been missing is the yin component of Mercury. So the yin component is the right brain. It's your intuition. It's the knowing without knowing how you know. It defies logic. It doesn't require uh, facts or proof or books or YouTube videos or whatever the case is. It's an, it's an innate knowing. It's innate knowledge. So the yin component of Mercury is how we download information from the cosmos. We can also download information straight from our own DNA because our entire DNA is encoded with all history of earth, history of the cosmos. It's all, our DNA is a library. But because we have not integrated the yin component of Mercury and it's been very masculinized, again, it was named after solely a masculine, we've cut off the right brain. We've cut off the innate learning and right brain learning. That's why compulsory schools, 3D schooling is totally left brained because that's the only form of learning that we've ever had. Right brain learning is more creative. It's innate. It's learning through play. It's learning through experimentation. It is the art of connecting to source and actually being able to pull information on an intuitive level without having to explain it in facts or logic or analyzation. It's also what rules over telepathy, telepathy over verbal communication. Um, and so I feel as the collective starts to now integrate this feminine yin aspect of Mercury, our right brains will start coming online. This is also still linked to the mental body, right? It, Mercury in and of itself will always rule the brain and the mental body. But the mental body is going to phase out of being solely masculine, which is where the ego programmed mind lives in the left brain, where the only ways that we can learn or discern truth, right? Because Mercury does want to learn truth. The whole point of learning is to uncover truth, right? Otherwise, what's the point of learning? Um, and that truth has been hard to discern because we're only using the left brain. And we're only using our masculine mental body. When we start integrating the yin aspect of Mercury in that right brain, our mental body is going to change into more of a subtle body, meaning that we will be able to unlock the gifts such as being able to absorb information without having to physically learn it, right? So this is maybe a, a concept that won't come into play until we get closer to 5D, but imagine you could pretty much hold a book in your hand and absorb all of the information from the book without having to read it, without having to study it, memorize it, regurgitate it. Again, all left brain. 
And the subtle body will be able to telepathically communicate with everything around it because we are always communicating. We are always communicating and we are always exchanging information. But we've been so dominant in the only ways we're exchanging information is either verbally or written, right? Or through logical and analytical thinking, through memorizing. But in truth, we're always communicating. So this is more of things like body language, tone, um, being able to sense frequencies of words, frequencies of someone's voice, um, the frequency of written words. And this is going to hone in our next level of quantum evolution, which is when the ego dies and the linear, logical, analytical thinking is no longer the norm. It is a part of life. We're not going to get rid of left brain thinking, but the right brain is going to dominate and it's going to work in harmony with the left brain. So we will be able to be absorbing and learning all of the time through our subtle body, the subtle mental body, through our intuition, through telepathy. We're going to know things innately. We're going to be able to discern truth much easier because we're not relying on proof and facts, which are easily manipulated. We're going to be relying on intuition. We're going to be relying on our innate gift, which is to sense frequency. And this is what humanity is about to unlock because when you can sense frequency, you can pick, on, you can pick up on it. You can immediately discern a truth from lies and there's no need for proof facts analyzation logic none of it you simply sense it you're actually reading the energy beneath the words or the expression right or the language i also feel that this will unlock our ability to communicate with one another across language barriers language barriers were created by the left brain by the ego programmed mind, the masculine way of thinking, right? The feminine part of the brain doesn't see separation. So there would be absolutely no reason to have so many different languages that do not cross over. That's, that's a masculine polarity created problem. The right brain as it begins integrating and these higher archetypes of mercury i feel will begin dissolving language barriers where we will be able to telepathically communicate not so much with words we may even be able to understand languages without having to learn them because again all languages that exist that have been created right they exist in the collective consciousness which means they exist in the dna so if we can unlock those parts of the right brain and the DNA, we should, in theory, be able to download all languages into our knowledge, into our brain, so that we can all freely communicate. So these are the higher archetypes of Mercury that are going to be integrating. And so the way to work with your Mercury archetype is to start learning how to balance both the yin and the yang aspects of your Mercury sign. So getting in tune with the element and the sign that it's in, 
will start to give you an idea of how you learn best and how you communicate best because we all have a learning style and we all have a communication style. Now, as I've talked about with the other planets, when you can tell when the particular archetype is stunted, if you have trouble learning, you may be learning in a modality that isn't part of your archetype, right? This is why we are passionate about 5D education and crystal schools because all children and all adults do not learn the same way. Everybody is unique. So if you feel like you struggle to learn new things and absorb information and actually integrate it, get in tune with the element and the sign that your Mercury is in. It will give you a lot of information as to what your learning modality is. In terms of communication, if you either struggle to communicate, you struggle to either share uh, speak. This could even be things like uh, when people have a stutter, there's a block to the mercury sign. If you struggle to actually express and get your words out, maybe it, you struggle to have other people understand what you're trying to say. Um, some people can struggle with the timing, the timing of when to share and when not to share. If you've ever been around someone who just constantly interrupts, they're missing the timing. That's a sign of a there's a wounded Mercury there. The archetype is not expressing itself properly. Um, if you find that people are like pushed away from communicating with you or you try to communicate with people and they either can't receive it or they struggle to communicate back with you, those are all signs that the Mercury archetype is just not being utilized to its highest potential. It's not being, it, there's a wound there. And the wound can be for various reasons, right? When we're talking about Mercury, the brain and learning, this usually starts from childhood. Like I shared with the sun and the moon, those usually develop between the ages of zero and seven. The first aspect of our Mercury also develops between the ages of zero and seven. That's when we start to learn words. It's when we start to learn to read and write. And usually around that time, if the child doesn't fit into the learning style of the 3D school, they're either told they're slow, they're dumb, um, they don't learn well, you know, they're behind other kids. That's when they, the, the mercury can start to get wounded and the archetype can start to shut down. There can also be children that overexpress, right? They don't know when to be silent. They don't know when to pause. Again, they might be missing the timing of when to share and when not to share. That will also go back to childhood. If you've ever been told to quiet down, don't speak so loud, don't speak this way, don't express this way, that's also a sign of a wounded mercury. So getting in tune with the sign, the element, and the house that your Mercury is in will give you a lot of clues on how to start integrating that right and left brain learning style and communication style. And that can help assisting with just having more confidence and communicating with others and things that you're interested in learning, your modality of learning, because we're all meant to be communicating and expressing in very, very unique ways. So that is the Mercury archetype. And um, for anybody, of course, if you're interested in, in diving more into your chart or you need assistance with kind of understanding the blueprint um, of your archetypes, you can always book a session on the site. Um, and I'm happy to go through that with you. So I love you all and I'll be back soon with the next archetypes.